good afternoon and welcome to Lambda Weekly. I'm Dave Taffet and... Um, Hi, this is Patty Fink and you're listening to Lambda Weekly on 89. Patty just wanted to say hi because she's not here. Because she's not here. Right. <laughs> hi, um, Patty. It's set on single play, <clears throat> but it played double. All this radio jargon. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, um, I'm Dave Taffet. I'm here with Lauren Landis. Patty Fink, I thought was going to be off, so I invited Leslie to come co-host with us. Hi. Except Patty was not going to be off until Aww. an hour ahead of time. Then she was going to be off, so I was right. In a circle, strange way, you were right. I was right. <laughs> now, we have a guest. Um, spoke to him just the other day, and he said he would be here. So he might be running a little bit late. Haven't been able to get in touch with him. So I'm glad we have Leslie here with us. Um, Hi, how are you? SB14. Yeah, SB14 was one of 774 new bills. Yay, September, because September 1st is when all the, uh, the wackiness from the legislature takes place or takes effect. And so, yeah, one of the ones that did uh, was SB14, which is the one that challenges or eliminates the ability of transgender youth to access medically necessary care, which is really a a mean and morally reprehensible bill that's also unnecessary. And so here it is. Uh, it's been challenged, and it's interesting to me because a lot of the, the, the um, trans health bills that have been challenged around the country have been challenged in federal court. In this case, they went to a Texas district court. I don't know why, because it doesn't have that same reach and oomph. I think because it was a state bill. A state law. But the other ones were, too. Yeah, those were, too. Oh, the others they went to federal court. Yeah, like court. in Tennessee and, yeah. you know, well, Georgia I mean, Florida. So we did get a, a, a small victory. They did put a temporary uh, freeze on that. Until yeah, it lasted for about an hour until they appealed it to the Texas Supreme Court. And the Texas Supreme Court refused to grant an emergency stay, which oh, is insane. Oh, I missed that part. Because... If you look at the potential harm, because like it, for both parties, they could claim that there's going to be potential harm. For trans kids, it's absolutely clear and undeniable that if you deny them care, the clock starts ticking. You're into puberty. It is a ticking right. clock. Right. Uh, but for the state of Texas, what harm comes to the state of Texas from treating kids? None whatsoever. And so they should have granted that stay based on you know, harm to this party over that, but they did not. Well, it just, if, just if, again shows the cruelty of the point. If it's hormones that uh, a child is being treated with, so they're, all, they're on hormones as of uh, Thursday. As mm -hmm. of Friday, they have to be off hormones or until their now supply they wean run them out. off of it, yeah. They're allowing the ones that are already using to wean off over a period of time. I think it's six months, uh, but then they have to be off of those medications by then. And it, it also, it, it's insanity because they're also uh, banning things like puberty blockers, which are these histolone medications that they still are allowing kids that have precocious puberty or a wide variety of other things that they might treat with this to access those medications. They're just singling out this one group of people saying, no, you can't have it. But these other kids, they can have they it. They can have it. Mm -hmm. So where, if the Texas Supreme Court 
refuse to grant the stay, where does it go now? Or just letting it work its way through the court? No, where it's going to go now is to the Texas Supreme Court because they didn't rule on the merits of the right. case. All they did was grant or uh, deny a stay. And so they're eventually going to hear it on the merits and make a decision there. Uh, I can pretty much guarantee that whatever they decide is going to get appealed to the Fifth Circuit and on and on. And on and on and on, yeah, yeah. And we know how, we know how the Fifth Circuit is going to rule. Pretty much. Yeah. That means it'll go to the Supreme Court. Well, maybe even one of the other cases will yeah, go to the Supreme Court. Yeah, we know how the Supreme Court is going to yeah. rule. Yeah, we know how that's going to rule. Yeah. Mm. Well, so repeat that again. That's just kind of mind-boggling. I don't know if this happens in other states, but over 700 new laws took effect on September 1st. Yeah, because they needed lot. those. Yeah, because they... That's almost 1,000 new laws. It's almost like paranoia in some cases is, you know, we're so freaked out that we have these, you know, 774 bills. But the, the reality is we don't need a lot of these bills, but they are in place to get individual senators or representatives reelected. Mm. And so they come up with some cockamamie piece of legislation for their little district to go, yay, look what we did. Uh, and then they get to keep their phony baloney jobs. Well, yes. part of the reason is because of the way the Texas legislature is set up. It meets once every other year. Mm -hmm. That's to limit the damage. For five months. No, but other states have just as many yeah. laws that they put into place, but with full-time legislatures, or at least legislatures that meet for six months every year, um, everything doesn't go into effect on the same day. In Texas, it does. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty There's much. There's some uh, that will uh, go on New Year's Day, but primarily the vast majority are uh, September 1st. Hmm. There's another law that, correct me if I'm wrong, there's a temporary injunction put on it, and this is the one, this is the one that's targeted towards um, drag performers, though it doesn't specify that. Yeah, it's SB 12. We, we know it. Tell us, what, what, what's that, what does it say? Uh, that one has been successfully blocked in court. Uh, there is a uh, term, it's called void for vagueness uh, in law, uh, that says if a law is too vague that, the, that it's essentially unenforceable, uh, then they cannot, that law is unconstitutional. And I think that's where this one's headed because they did not specify uh, drag specifically. Um, they also were saying things like lewd behavior uh, and it becomes illegal if it's performed at a place where a minor might attend, which some have said that could lead to the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders mm -hmm. either being banned or the Cowboys being punished under that, or making Cowboys games an 18 and over affair, mm -hmm. which I think none of those things are really optimal. Now, I like the reason that the Cowboys cheerleaders might be included in this, because part of the law, the way it reads, is you can't do any bodily enhancements. Oops. Oops. <laughs> and what they were uh, attacking were drag queens who wear prosthetic right you know it, mm -hmm. it's so again here's what the vagueness is so i've had breast enhancements so what if i go sing karaoke at a place that allows under 18 in there right so if i sing karaoke and i've got breast enhancements uh am i breaking the law yes right yeah. and then and then wasn't wasn't there some strange term in there about uh, gyrations or something like that? Yeah, but also don't have a legal definition anywhere in Texas law. They don't have a legal definition. So they're saying, here's this thing, and if you violate it, you're violating the law. 
but we can't tell you exactly what that thing is because we haven't defined it. Yeah. So that's that void for vagueness. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then there's another principle that deals with the idiotic idea of book bans. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that is the least restrictive means test. Wait, but before we get to that, one of the things that uh, it also covers accidentally is Broadway shows that come into town, yeah. mm-hmm. which brings in a ton of money. So let's make them over 18. Because you don't want children seeing Broadway shows, for God's sakes, and right. getting culture. Right. Take them to the rodeo. Take them to the gun range. You can do that. Hmm. Or you can have 12-year-old girls that apparently are old enough to be moms in this state. Apparently. Yeah. So apparently. that's all okay. Yeah. Are we just nuts? What the heck is going on? Mm. I mean, I just don't get why people aren't on the streets just screaming. <laughs> I really don't. This is nutty. Okay. Because it, it, it because they think it doesn't affect them. Yeah. In a round and it certainly way. does affect you if you've ever gone to the Winspear Opera House. Absolutely. Or a Cowboy game. Or a Dallas Mavericks game. They have cheerleaders, too. Yeah. Um, any of that stuff. Any let's, let, We can go in between to high school. Mm-hmm. High school football. And high school rolls supreme here in the state of Texas. High school football. They have cheerleaders, too. Yeah. What if the ones gyrating are under 18? Exactly. Most of them are. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just, it's... And believe it or not, it might be rare. Actually, I don't know how rare it is. But some high school teen girls have already had body enhancements. Mm-hmm. And children. And children. Yep. And they aren't transgender. And they are not transgender. No. But if they were transgender, it would be illegal now. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, They're trying to legislate us right out of existence. Pretty much. Okay, so book bans. Yeah, book bans. Uh, getting rid of books in school libraries. I had a uh, call from a library, and I'm not going to say what city because I don't want to get her in, in any kind of trouble, but there was a discussion about uh, transgender bathroom policy. And apparently some parents had raised that issue. It's like, holy smoke. Uh, but the policy in that particular city, in that particular library, is beautiful. It's wonderful. And I, I read it over, and I let her know. I said um, that it's, it's perfect because if someone asks where the restrooms are, you're supposed to say there is a restroom in the kids' books area, which is a family restroom. There's restrooms upstairs, men and women, uh, right around that corner. And then the person gets to decide which restroom they go to, and all is good. Uh, And I think that's wonderful. Uh, Her concern was, uh, and she was definitely uh, sympathetic to trans people, um, her concern was at the end of that policy it said something akin to um, you're prohibited from taking pictures or, you know, peeking in stalls and blah, 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 that kind of stuff. Why would you do that? That paranoia. And I said, she was afraid that that was targeted at trans people. I said, it doesn't list trans people as being targeted at all. It just says, don't do that. And I'm totally in favor of that. I don't even like people taking selfies in bathrooms. I just think that's really crude. Go take your selfie somewhere else. Yeah. I thought that was the one place you did have some privacy. I never heard of taking selfies in. Oh, people take selfies in restrooms all the time. time. But taking pictures of someone else, like, I thought that was already illegal. Yeah, or just peeking over stalls exactly and so uh 
I said, as long as it's not targeted towards us, because to me, the common sense thing is, is to target the behavior. If there's a specific behavior that you don't want in a restroom or any other place, just say this particular behavior is unlawful. Don't target a whole group of people who hasn't done anything wrong because you're afraid they might do something. Right. That's just idiotic. Yep, I agree. The only time I've taken a picture in a, in a restroom, <gasps> I was peeing next to Chris Luna when he was mayor pro tem. Mm -hmm. And I said, oh, this was perfect. And I had my camera with me because I always have it with me. And I took a picture of him, and I used it as his headshot for a number of years. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, in the nautical terms, it literally was a headshot. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yes, it that? was. But, I'm but I have never seen anybody take a, a selfie in a restroom. Oh, God, yeah. And especially, it's really common in locker rooms. Guys, they finish the workout, they want to come flex, and they're, yeah. they're taking pictures of themselves flexing. Well, that's not a restroom, though. No, it kind of is. There's, there's, there's toilets. It's, it's a dressing room. Mm, that's or somebody, you know, like maybe a, a, a public shower. locker. Yeah, a public locker room is, that, I, I would put that's that bathroomy. Yeah. That, yeah, that's very bathroomy. Yeah, you've got showers and all right there. You can see somebody walking by naked right there. <laughs> Yeah, it's a place yeah. where you can go pee. It's a bathroom. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Even if you play cards in there, it's also a bathroom. Yeah. Hmm. But yeah, on the whole book thing, um, I just don't understand. Well, I know what they're trying to do, and that is to marginalize a particular group of people. In this case, the LGBTQ people, uh, and I find that awful because erasing a particular group of people from the ability of kids to learn about them, I think, is just plain wrong. I mean, they shouldn't graduate high school and finally discover that there are people maybe that feel just like they do. But uh, banning books is, again, it's too big of a step because you can do the same thing. Like if parents, they're saying it's, you know, parental rights, great, I'm all for parental rights. If for whatever reason you don't want your kid to read books about LGBTQ subject matter, Everything's computerized. You can just tell the school, I don't want my kid checking out that, the subject matter. Right. And so if your kid decides to go and try and check that out, the librarian will say, I'm sorry, honey, I'm going to need a letter from your mom just saying it's okay to check this out. And then I'd be more than happy to give it to you. But you shouldn't be able to say, I don't want my kid to see that, but I'm not going to let yours see it either because right. that's what happens if the books get banned. But a more practical thing that they're completely ignoring <laughs> is how do you want your kids learning about LGBTQ or sex education? Do you want it being taught by a professional teacher that knows how to do that? No. Or do you want them to learn it on the Internet? Right. Yes. They have the Internet. They all have phones. They'll learn it from their friends. They're going to learn it from someone. They are, yeah. exactly. And you're just deciding who they learn it from, whether it's from a professional teacher or whether it's from the Internet. And guess what? Right. Right. So, I mean, it's just, it's so stupid. The thing, and so they're just targeting a particular group of people. It's not solving a problem. That problem doesn't exist. That, that's what I going to say. Books, this, this wasn't a problem that existed. Yeah, books don't make you gay. <laughs> books don't make you straight. I mean, I read books about straight cisgender characters my entire life, and look at me. Right. It didn't work. Yep. Yeah, look at her. Yeah, I know. This is radio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I... I, 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 I 
I, I'm with you. I, I don't. I don't understand this. All of a sudden, I mean, just like anything, there's yeah, it's like up. it's an emergency. It's an emergency, like okay, what yeah. do, these books have been being checked out for years, and it's not even just books with um, that will uh, LGBTQ books that will be affected. These are any books that mention sex or gender identity or any of that is going to be removed from the shelves now. These books have been checked out and read by teenagers for decades. All of a sudden now there's yeah, an issue. Now it's a problem. Why? What, 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 why? what has happened? What, what happened? I don't, I, don't, I don't remember anybody having any big complaints about this. And if again, if it's that big of an issue, fine. Leave the books there, like you said, and have yeah. your dad or mom say, I don't want my kid allowed to check this book out. And here's the other thing. Let's be honest here. If you have a kid that's actually going to the library to check out books, you probably have a smart kid. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the ones who... Uh, yeah, encourage them. It, encourage them, yeah. If, if you're a parent and you have a kid who wants to read a book... I would say don't censor the type or title of the book. I mean, kids are not going to read a book they're not interested in. They're not. So Believe I don't care you me. <laughs> what that book is, if they read it, and maybe you're concerned about what the content is of that book, when they're done with it, say, let's sit down and talk about it. What did you right. learn from that book? Right. How did it make you feel? Did it change your mind about anything? It's just kind of leaving those open-ended questions right. to sit down and talk with your kid and encourage them to read, period. Yeah, right. but I think you hit the nail on the head when you said if, they, if they're taking out the book, it's because they're interested yeah. in it. Uh, so now be a parent. Out, yeah. Well, if they're taking out a book with an LGBT subject matter. I have something going on there. So it's just denial. And it scares some parents to death. Well, it, it may, and I think don't be scared. There's nothing wrong with him. Your kid doesn't need to be fixed. And, again, if you're going to say, I'm going to keep my kid from being gay by not letting them check out books, you're fighting a losing battle there. Yes, that they, doesn't a, happen. That's not going to happen. When and we were kids, there weren't books. Else. Yeah. Do you really think, and maybe I'm giving too much credit to the, to the bigots, and that, that's, that's what they are. <laughs> Do you really think they believe that if their child learns about LGBTQ anything, that's going to make them gay? They can't be that ignorant. Yeah. Come on, you know better than that. Yeah, I do that when I'm doing trainings all the time is I'll talk to a guy and just, you know, I look for the manliest guy I can find and say, yeah, I don't want to make any assumptions. Do you identify as a guy, male? Mm-hmm. And like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, your whole life? I mean, you've never wavered? No. I said, okay, what type of counseling would it take for me to convince you you're a girl? I love that. And he's like, There's, there ain't no way. I said, uh, what if we waterboard you? What if we, you know, pound nails on you? What do right, we right. do? And uh, nope, 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 nope. So. Why do you think that will happen with us? Yeah. It doesn't yeah. happen with us, wouldn't happen with you. And that's why that kind of reparative therapy nonsense just flat out doesn't work. Yeah. We need to take a break. You're listening to Lambda Weekly on 89.3 KNON-FM. I'm Dave Taffet here in the studio with Laron Landis, and uh, Patty is off today. Uh, Leslie McMurray is was filling in for Patty, but now is filling in for our guests. And we'll be back with more Leslie McMurray and f- uh, find out what it is she'd like to talk about next. Hi, this is Patty Fink, and you're listening to Lambda Weekly on 89.3 KNON-FM. There, I let Patty finish. Aw, it's so nice to hear that voice. Um, are you familiar with the comedy of a guy named Christopher Titus? No. <laughs> he is 
incredibly funny. He had a, a show a while back. It was on a network TV show. Uh, he had a really, really rough life, and that's part of uh, the genesis of what his comedy is all about. Uh, we watched one last night on, uh, I think it's, it was called Born with a Defect, uh, and he talks about how, you know, we're all kind of messed up. But there was a very funny story that he told among that, which kind of pokes at people's insecurities around LGBTQ issues. He said, because uh, and he often just slags on his ex-wife, can't stand her, thinks she's a shrew, and she took him to the cleaners and accused him of beating the kids and all that kind of stuff. So he has no love laws for her at all. But he married his current wife, who is wonderful, and they have a couple of kids, which are his kids with the first wife. And so they had this ceremony at school, uh, and it's a, a parochial school. Uh, and so <laughs> they were giving a yellow rose to each of the kids, and they would have to go give it to their mom, walk down the sanctuary and go present it to their mom. It's a really sweet kind of ceremony. So Titus was there with his current wife, and somebody had saved seats for him, and it turns out it was right behind his ex-wife, hmm. right behind her. And so when his daughter went up there, uh, she was, you know, kind of planted. He hands the priest, hands her a rose, and she's like, no, I have two moms. <laughs> and the priest's like, what? <laughs> so I thought that was a very funny way to present and poke at people's insecurities because when you say I have two moms, people are going, oh, great, you know, it's a lesbian couple, yada, yada, yada. But kids have two moms in a whole lot of different ways. And we just need to maybe relax a little and detune and understand that different families look differently. You know, like when I look at those, uh, sometimes you'll see those stencils that are out on parking lots. And it'll say, family parking. And it has a picture, a pictogram of a man, a woman, a boy, and a girl. Yep. You know, all yep. in like mm -hmm. a little stroller. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think it would be really cool, but really woke, I guess, to just have different stencils to say family parking. And it's like a single guy and a child, two right. guys and a child, a right. single woman and a child, and, and all different, you know, mix and match because families come in all different sizes and all shapes. All different sizes. And none of them are wrong inherently. I mean, if you are abusive to your kids, then you're a messed up parent. But that has nothing to do with whether you're married to a man, a woman, or single, or whatever the case might be. You know, again, we're not getting, we're ignoring the behavior and we're looking at what the overall makeup is and saying, well, this isn't good and this isn't good. My favorite part when I've asked uh, parents what they're afraid of with their children knowing, it's like, well, what am I going to tell them? They're not going to understand. Sure so, they will. so when years ago, both oh, those kids are 40 years old now. Um, my partner at the time, his brother had two kids. And of all the people in the family, I was the one at the hospital when the kids were born. And I was Uncle David from the time they could talk. Um, their grandmother, not on our side, but her, her mother, uh, just was... I don't know how we're going to explain this to the kids. And meanwhile, we, we were the two that were buying the baby food. We were uh, buying clothes, buying toys, making sure those kids had everything that they 
not needed, but wanted. <laughs> I remember one time I went over there and it was without my partner and the younger one, who was about three at the time, put his hands on his hips and he just looked at me and said, where is your Tommy? <laughs> he got it. Yeah. We were Uncle David and Uncle Tommy. Yeah, I think as long as you keep it age appropriate and tell the truth, you can talk to kids about pretty much anything. Mm -hmm. Anything, but the, yeah. pr the problem is everybody, well not everybody, but those who don't get it, those who are concerned about how are we going to explain it to little... Here's how. You, you know, they equate automatically gay with sex. Mm -hmm. Immediately. It's like, no way, back up. We're not talking about that. Yeah, yeah. Here's... I remember I think, how... Go, go ahead. Adults tend to get way out over their skis on this. Uh, an example, my youngest granddaughter at the time, her name was Hannah, and she was seven. And when Katie and I were getting married, we sent out uh, the announcements and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so my daughter put one up on her refrigerator, and Hannah, who's seven, saw it up there. And she saw Leslie McMurray and Katie Sprinkle. And she said she knew her mom's last name was McMurray. So she said, Mom, is Grandma Leslie your mom? And she said, no, honey, she's my, da my dad, but now she's a girl. And Hannah said, oh, okay. End yeah. of discussion. Yeah. So if a six-year-old or seven-year-old asks you in that six-year-old, seven-year-old curiosity, uh, like, is this person your wife? Yes, she is. Oh, okay. They're not asking for all the details of the they relationship any more than they are when they ask about a heterosexual relationship or a celibate relationship or anything else. They're not wanting to go in the bedroom with you. That's not what they asked. Right. She asked, is Grandma Leslie your mom? Right. No, she's my dad, but now she's a girl. And so my daughter kept the feminine pronouns together, which I thought was pretty cool, but then also the relationship, because I'm not her mom, I am her dad, but now I'm a girl. Right. So it was honest, it was age appropriate, and it answered her question. So just answer the kid's question. You don't need to expound on it. If the child wants to ask more, then feel free at that point to either say, that's, you know, we could talk about that here, you and I, but that's kind of inappropriate out on the street or, you know, in public, things or like that. Or let's wait till you get a little older to have that conversation, yeah. you know. Um, yeah, I remember when I came out to my nephews when they were really little, let them know that Danny and I were a couple. It's kind of, it was so, I mean, I think the conversation was less than three minutes long. Yeah. It was, you know, sometimes, I, I think I said something like, you know, most of the times boys like girls and girls like boys. Well, sometimes boys like boys and sometimes girls like girls. And their exact response was like, okay. Yeah. Nothing else to it. Moved on. Didn't treat yeah. Danny any other, any different. Been together 26 years ever since. Where was the confusion? Yeah. Okay, okay. so a um, number of years ago, I interviewed Amanda Simpson. She was like the undersecretary of the of Army. De of defense or Of the defense. Army? Yeah. It was, but yeah, she was at the Pentagon. Yeah, she, she, it, her job was to buy the bombs. Yeah, uh-huh. Well, she's transgender. Uh-huh. And she was telling a story. She was at Costco with her four-year-old uh, son. And there was a little line uh, to get food samples. So he got up to the front of the line, and the person giving out the sample said, is this okay with your mom? Just to make sure. Yeah. And he put his hands on his hips, 
and said, she's not my mom. She's my dad. She used to be a boy, but now <laughs> she's a girl. <laughs> Too much information. <laughs> TMI. <laughs> But, but he got it. But Oh, he got it. Yeah. And so did everybody else in that line. That is yeah. too funny. She said she felt like falling through the floor. Yeah. <laughs> she knows how to deal with bombs, but yeah. sometimes that was a not bomb. with a four-year-old. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Four-year-olds can drop bombs, too. Yeah. Okay. That's too so. funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I wanted uh, to, to, I don't know, did we talk about the story, or did you all talk about the story last week about the woman who got killed in California? No. And I wanted to talk about that. So this story is already a week old, but it's just it's horrific. And it just it shows how homophobia, transphobia, bigotry in general affects everybody, not just our community. Yeah, she um, was an ally. She was a huge ally. Yeah. Um, this woman, she um, her name was Laura uh, Carlton, Laura Ann. She owned a store, a little clothing boutique in California, and she always displayed the pride flag. Mm-hmm. She had this crazy nut who had come down, I guess, taken it down a couple of times, and she always would put it back up. Well, with a bigger one. With a bigger one. Um, and, again, she's not gay. She's not LGBT at all. But she was, like I said, she's a big ally. She put the pride flag back up. He came back. They got into an argument about it, and he shot and killed her all over a pride flag. Yeah, and then he killed himself. Then he killed himself when, when the police uh, went after him. Just it's just a horrific story. Um, I can't I, I can't get over a, a flag, over a flag. It says her store. She can do what she wants to do. Apparently not. Apparently not. Yeah. Well, that's kind of like nobody's gotten killed, but at North Haven United Methodist Church, uh, as a protest against the um, church's dallying. Uh, on same-sex marriage, which is still not completely approved, uh, they put a pride flag, and it gets stolen at least once a month. Mm. So they've ordered pride flags by the dozen in order to keep it covered. Uh, And it just says North Haven Pride Flag Church instead of United Methodist. Um Somebody came from Highland Park, tore down the flag. He was caught on video. Turns out he's from Highland Park and uh, was vice president of some corporation. Wow. Was? Was. Yeah. Good. Good. Yeah. What is? What are people thinking? I don't Why is know. it that important? I don't know. Again, it's a flag. If you don't, I see flags all the time. I don't like, especially here in Texas, Confederate flags. Guys driving down the street with a Confederate flag flying out their truck. I don't like it, but am I going to go up and try and pull it off their truck? That's you. Do you? You're free to do that. I don't understand. Yeah, we don't mess with your testicles on your big truck. Yeah, we don't go around neutering them. Um, okay, so again, also at North Haven, they have a projector that projects from the light pole to the, it's a round sanctuary, mm-hmm. so it can broadcast or project a message on the top tier of the church. They had the audacity to put up one last year that said, Happy Hanukkah. Cool. Cool. 
Oh, no, not cool. Complaints. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I don't understand. If, if People bo- calling screaming. Why does Happy Hanukkah bother you? Yeah. Because you get eight days and you're jealous. <laughs> I don't get it. I, I mean, the logic has to be something like that. Yeah. If, if it bothers you that much to see a flag or some uh, denomination recognized in another denomination, you know what? Just quit going there if it bothers you that much. If you don't like seeing somebody uh, displaying a pride flag at a store, you don't have to don't give them. Don't shop there. Don't shop there. You don't have to give them your business. Go somewhere else. It's not that, you know, there was a, uh, a video that went viral a couple of years ago. This uh, black couple had called the plumber, and her, I guess her video um, picked it all up. Um, guy pulls up, white guy, and he's got a clearly big Confederate flag hanging out of his truck. And you lost. And she and she handled it so brilliantly. And when she saw him coming up, the plumber coming up, she basically she stopped him. She says, "Oh, that's your truck." He said, yeah. She goes, oh, no, thank you. I'll call someone. Have a good day. And he was like, you know, what's the problem? And um, her husband said, you know, you you got that Confederate flag. And he's like, I'll take it down. I'll take it down. She's like, no, 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 no. Keep it up. Please keep it up. So we know. Yeah. 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 She she was like, I just don't want to do business with you. Thank you very much and have a good day. She shut the door. Yeah. She didn't try and argue with him. She didn't run out there and try and pull the Confederate flag off his truck. She definitely didn't threaten any harm to him. That's not a business I'm interested in giving to. You go and have a good day. Why can't anybody else act like that? I don't, I don't get it. Because they're crazy. We had a discussion years and years and years ago, and we kind of coined a, a term. Because there's homophobia, right? People mm-hmm. that just can't stand the LGBTQ community, okay, for whatever reason. Not sure what we've done. Because, you know, I, look, I read the news a lot, too, and I just don't see a lot of, you know, people raging uh, shooting up straight bars and stuff. I just don't see that happening, so I don't really understand where the anger is coming from. But we coined a different term for people that, like, tear down pride flags, and that is homophobia. And it's not the fear of gay and lesbian people. It's the fear that you are gay or lesbian. Yeah. It's that internalized Homo- homophobia. Yeah. Okay. I like <laughs> it's that. It's the internalized homophobia. Uh, that, you know, me thinks thou dost protest too much. Yeah. You know, they're a little bit too vocal in that that activity, so yeah, maybe there's something there. Maybe. We're not recruiting, but everyone's welcome. <laughs> but the thing is, we don't want you. <laughs> no, no, if you hate us, we don't really want you. If you really hate us, you, then, we really don't want you. You know, <laughs> I saw a really interesting uh, piece. It was a survey. I'm trying to remember where it was from. Uh, but they said there's a fair number of former Trump supporters that are essentially quiet quitting. They're not being vocal about, he was wrong, and with these indictments, such a bridge too far, and yada, yada. They just quit showing up, and they take the little red hat, and they put it in its little place back in the closet, and they just kind of like, you know, that was just a, a thing I went through. And <laughs> so, yeah, right, I right. can't vote for those people because they are flat-out crazy. You're not going to argue any of those people out of their position. Mm-mm. They're in a cult. You are not going to argue somebody out of a cult. But maybe sitting down and talking with them and saying, look, we all agree, we all in this room mm-hmm. care about children. 
and we want to see them safe and be able to grow up and be adults and not harmed and yada yada. Great, that's something we all agree on. And I think that same people that wear those MAGA hats and drive trucks with nuts, they also want the same thing. And maybe if we can sit down and understand that we all do and that we agree on so many more things, um, that maybe we can drop the hatred and, you know, say, I'd much rather agree, disagree with you on fiscal policy or on regulation or on, you know, a whole variety of things, maybe penalties for people that act like idiots on airplanes. That's getting a little out of hand. Uh, but as far as these Actually, the of, number of idiots on airplanes has decreased this year compared to last. Yeah, I think the, the pandemic was probably the cause of most of this, mm -hmm. the shenanigans, but... Yeah, shouldn't have gotten vaccinated. Well, I, 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 it's I, I, the vaccine that caused. Yeah. I, I think because also the the, the airlines they're not playing they're not they're, they're not messing around with these flips no. anymore. You you go and show you're having an, a moment, an episode <laughs> in public on a plane. You you're not flying anymore ever. So I don't think the people who participated in that sort of behavior cared. I don't think they care, but I also think they didn't know what was going to happen. Now people know. It was on the news like virtually every week. Yeah, but but I think in a, as a result of all that, because they weren't necessarily banning these people from flying. Now they are. That's uh, FAFO. Yeah. 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 FAFO? Yeah, F-A-F-O. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's exactly what that is. <laughs> Fear of... No. <laughs> Hmm. Of. <laughs> we'll tell you at the break. <laughs> yeah. This is Raphael McDonald from Resource Center Dallas. You're listening to Lambda Weekly on 89.3 KNON FM. And this is Lambda Weekly. We're having an off the cuff show because we're, we think our guest got the times mixed up. Yeah. It's possible. It happens. I know I told him the right time. <laughs> We've been on at 1 o'clock for like 10 years now. Yep. Yeah, so, oh, well. Oh, well. What else is going on in the news with our community? I didn't really look too much this week because I knew we had a guest, so. Yeah. Uh, the impeachment trial starts, to, uh, starts on Monday or Tuesday? Gosh, uh, there's yeah, so yeah. many. <laughs> I think it is Tuesday, yes. Yeah. Is it's not it Tuesday? the impeachment one, because he's not president, but it's... Uh, the impeachment of... Uh, Paxton. Oh, of Paxton. Yeah, that Paxton, guy. yeah, that yeah. guy. Yeah, I've seen more really damning stuff with him as well. For some reason, I don't think he's going to get removed. No? Mm-mm. Oh, I do. I think he is a boil that they would love to see removed. Hmm. I, I, I'm, I, I'm just so, <laughs> I'm so jaded with the Republican Party, how you can't do anything, you can do anything wrong, and they still will stick, uh, have your back. Maybe that's what, why I don't think so. Dan Patrick doesn't like him. No, he does not. Greg Abbott doesn't like him. Oh, okay. So they'll have cover if they vote to remove. Okay. Okay, so speaking of cover... Um, what's his name from South Carolina who's running for president? Oh, uh, Scott. Uh, what is his name? Something Senator Scott. Senator, what was his last name? I can't remember. I know who you're talking about. It's his first name. 
What's his last name? S- Scott is his last name. Okay, what's his first name? <laughs> I can't remember, but I know you're Is that the guy in Tennessee? No, no in South, South Carolina. Carolina. South Carolina. The he's, single guy. Yeah, he's single. So Republicans who are changing their donations from Trump to him or to one of the other candidates, they're concerned because he's single. Now, it's okay that the person that they've been donating to has been convicted of rape in a civil trial. Um, Tim Scott. Tim Scott. Yeah. Has been indicted four times, has 91 felony charges pending against him, was adulterous, has been divorced twice. All those things were okay, but do you know what they are worried about Tim Scott? That he might be gay. Because he's single. Yeah. And now, you, he claims he has a girlfriend. Right. And, that, you know, that's the beard. It's his business. <laughs> but that's, even, that's awful that he even has to put that out there just to prove, well, I am with a woman. Really? But all those things you just listed about the front runner and front runner by a heavy margin that and you wonder why I'm jaded <laughs> yeah yeah I, I mean I just don't get it I don't get it either not even a fan of Tim Scott but I mean really you got to prove that you're with somebody otherwise you look suspect come on he didn't put that out as a result of the story coming out no no I saw the, I saw an interview I saw the interview with him and they, it was, he did it like a press conference or something, and it was, it was an off-the-cuff question, and he did have to make a point that he did have a girlfriend. Like, really? You know, that's his personal that's life. That's his personal life. Raping a woman is not Trump's personal life. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Again, if you want to volunteer, hey, you know... I uh, went to dinner with my girlfriend last week or whatever the case may be. Fine, volunteer that, but you have to put it out there just to let your constituents know that you are not gay. This is sad. Well, it was really his these donors, these big yeah. money donors who want to be careful about who they give their money right, to. Right. They don't want to be careful about who they give their money to. They've been giving it to a twice-divorced, adulterous rapist who has 91 felony counts pending right. against him. Right. That's not being real careful. No, and every time he gets indicted, he gets more money rolling in. Right. Seven and a half million from his mugshot. Yeah, crazy, huh? Okay, so Paxton's trial starts this week. Uh-huh. Uh, Ann Johnson, who's one of the... Okay, so... We're just looking um, at something that we can't say on air. So keep going. <laughs> we can sort of say it. So, um, Ken Paxton's uh, trials, uh, impeachment trial starts this week. Ann Johnson, who's a state rep from, uh, from Houston, who is lesbian. Mm-hmm. She's in her second term. She's an attorney. Is one of the trial managers. Hmm. Now, for Dade Phelan to have, because it's the uh, Speaker of the House that appoints the um, 
uh, who's going to manage the trial. Mm -hmm. For him to put a lesbian on the panel, there's a little bit of mm, mm, yeah. sticking the knife in. Yep. And I love Anne. I mean, she is smart as can be. She was a good choice. But I just thought that was kind of interesting that uh, yeah. she's one of the um, impeachment managers. Um, Paxton doesn't want to testify at his trial. As is his right, but... I was going to say, does he have to? No. Okay. I think he doesn't want to testify because he's worried that anything he says under oath there can be held against him in his federal trial, which apparently is going to finally happen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he's right. So. He is absolutely correct in that assumption. So, yeah, he'd probably best... Best not say anything. Yeah. 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 So, you going to watch? No. I I'd work. love to be on the jury. I work. That'd be kind of fun. I'll see the highlights. Yeah. But I do work. <laughs> I have a big issue at Dallas Voice this week. I'm not going to be able to watch much of it. Yeah. So. so. I think it's a fascinating thing, though. I know, too. It's only the third impeachment trial in Texas history. The other two, I, I believe... Oh, one was uh, Pa Ferguson, who was the governor. Did the other two re uh, result in actual removal? Yeah, Pa Ferguson okay. uh, was removed, and uh, it was two-year terms for uh, governor at the time. Th he skipped a term, and then his wife ran. Mm. And she became the first woman governor in U.S. history. Mm. Ma Ferguson. Hmm. Didn't know and that. then there was in the 1970s there was an impeachment of a judge, and he was removed. So anyway, yeah, it just is amazing to me just how big an influence the courts are going to be having over the shape of this nation in the next year, year and a half. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> we're going to find out whether or not they'll really prosecute. Trump for what he's done, uh, whether he'll be held accountable. Um, and then we've got our attorney general here, and then all these lawsuits that are going to probably end up on the front door of the Supreme Court uh, from these absolutely ridiculous, uh, unconstitutional laws that have been passed all around the country, not just here in Texas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just think it's going to be, we're, we're in for a real cluster, you know what, legally coming mm -hmm. next year. I don't, I don't think Trump will be able to be found not guilty on all 91 of these charges. He's going to be found guilty on some, most, if not all of them. I don't know, because when you are seating a jury, as polarized as this country is, are you going to find one person? that's going to sit there and say, yeah, I'm willing to hear the facts regardless of how I feel about Donald Trump. I mean, all it takes is one out of 12 and you can hang that jury. Just one. I mean, trust me. I don't know me. that you can find one person that will sit on that jury and be fair, let alone sitting 12 and six alternates four times. I mean, I, I get you. Uh, I, I, I've 
have sat on a jury three different times. Lord have mercy. Yeah. Um, what an experience. Um, but I just don't think for all 91 counts, I, I don't think he's going to be able to skate through all of them. Um, but it's only four juries. Yeah, but that you don't. But you don't have to found guilty on every charge. No. So, um, what? So, what, what, how many is he being charged with down in at, at, in the Georgia case? Nineteen. I think. Yeah. Nineteen. Something like that. Yeah. He so could, thirteen. He, he, thirteen. Okay. Well. Yeah. The one that matters is the RICO. The RICO. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he could absolutely be found guilty on ten of those charges and found not guilty on the other ones. Mm-hmm. That's absolutely possible. Yeah. So that's my point. So if that happens. If he's found guilty on any of them, just one or two, okay, so now he is a federally convicted person, and now he is the nominee of the party. What in the world, how do you proceed with that? You proceed with it is the people that love him right now don't care. Uh, well, we know they it's not going to change yeah. how they feel about him. Oh, I think they all. care. It makes them love him more. It yeah. makes them love him more. Yeah. I guess, is there any. And I, I guess there's not, because I haven't heard anybody uh, say that there is. Is there anything in the Constitution that prevents a federally convicted person from holding an office, the highest office of the land? No. There it depends there. on what state. He might not be able to vote. Yeah. <laughs> but he can be president. Yeah. Because uh, I don't think the Founding Fathers ever even considered that. Right. Yeah. I, I would guess, and I, I don't want to put words in their mouth, but I would think that if somebody would have said to them at the time, hey, if this guy led an insurrection against the country, uh, can he still be president? I think they would have said, you know what? We need to make a note about that. <laughs> Let me write that down. I, I think I did hear that one state, that it would prevent him from being on the ballot. And I'm, I, I don't know if I got that right. Yeah, I've also heard uh, kind of in a parallel thing is a conjecture as to whether if the uh, sex education and history education in the state of Texas being just made up fiction uh, that other maybe universities will not honor a Texas diploma because they are missing those courses. Mm. Makes sense to me. Makes sense to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. I think it's time that, you know, maybe quality college and universities cared enough to say if you're coming from that state we really feel sorry if you want to go to a city college somewhere maybe we can recommend one for you um, but you're going to have to have these units passed before we can bring you on right. board because what you learned there isn't the truth <laughs> <All right. laughs> it didn't go down that way florida too yeah. florida yeah I mean, oh yeah they're they're making up their curriculum mm-hmm. as they go along yeah so mm. What else do we have? What else do you have in the news there? I'm not seeing anything. Well, I don't know. There's, um, it's not necessarily targeted at the LGBTQ population, but it was also one of those that was just sickening and repulsive, is that uh, hate crime in Florida, where a white supremacist used an AR-15 to kill three black people because Florida demands even white supremacist terrorists have easy access to firearms, mm-hmm. but then forbids any child from learning the history of white supremacist mass murdering black people. And if you could see the, I don't know if you all saw the press conference where DeSantis, you know, had spoke about it, 
because you know he was obligated to. Um, and he's surrounded by a community of black people. And if if looks could kill, yeah, if looks could kill, <laughs> it's not funny. It's not a funny situation at all. But I'm like, wow. Yeah, they get it. Well, well we, I just hope they are registered. I do too. And make their voices heard yeah. loud and clear. We have a couple of minutes left. Um, the first debate, did you watch it? No, there's no way. Saw the highlights. Okay, so what did you think? I, from the, the highlights that I saw, the only one that even made even a little sense was Nikki Haley mm-hmm. and um, what's his name from New Jersey? Um, Chris Christie. Chris Christie. But Chris Christie has always kind of, you know, I disagree with him, but he's never been a, 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 a some nut. He's the one that's running more or less anti-Trump. He very much is. He's the only one because Nikki Nikki Haley, even though she seems senile, she likes to straddle the fence also. But the rest of them, oh God! Um, and what's his name? And Vivek. What uh, say again? Vivek Ramaswamy. Yes. Yeah, I, I don't want to butcher his name. Yeah. But it's almost like, why are you even running? Yeah. You are so pro-Trump. He even said that Trump was the best president in the 21st century. Why? Then why, step aside. Step aside. <laughs> I mean, you love him so much. You're entitled to that opinion. Why? He's made no no uh, case of why he would be better than Trump or different than Trump. He just, everything's how great Trump is. Then why are you running? I think he just wants to be the brown Mike Pence. <laughs> <laughs> because if Trump gets thrown out of office, Merry Christmas. Yeah, yeah. But I, I don't even remember Mike Mike Pence being this pro-Trump. Now, yeah, yeah, it, it was kind of crazy. What do you think? I thought Nikki Haley sounded good. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I'm not talking about policies. No, she just she sounds senile. But she sounded sensible. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody that you could trust the country with. Chris Christie also, I thought, was... Also, yeah. Sensible. He's always been that way. Again, disagree with him on policy, but he's never come across as some nut. No. So, yeah. But, and the, but neither one of them have a shot. Neither one of them. Especially Chris Christie. He's way down at the bottom. I would say we, we should cross that bridge when we come to it. And do you know who I do like is Heard, former congressman from El Paso. Oh, yeah. And he was not on the debate stage Mm-mm. because he didn't qualify. Aw. So do you know who his best friend is? Mm-mm. Beto. Mm. So. Makes sense. Anyway... So we hobbled through today's show. <laughs> Thanks as always, Leslie. Thank you so much. <laughs> My pleasure. <laughs> Enjoy your company. And do you remember who we have next? Oh, um, I don't. Um, 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 the Hollywood counselor. No, the Beverly Hills counselor. Beverly Hills counselor. Isn't his name David? No, Greg. Greg. That's it. So Greg Kaysen will be with us next week. For all of us here at Lambda Weekly, have a good Labor Day.